Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Today on the State of Ukraine, the leaders of two marginalized countries meet. I'm Greg Dixon in Kyiv. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un traveled to Russia to meet with Vladimir Putin. And Western countries believe the discussion will be about an agreement for North Korea to sell much-needed weapons to Russia. To understand what each side is hoping to get out of the meeting, NPR's Ari Shapiro spoke to Jean Lee, the former Pyongyang bureau chief for the Associated Press, and Angela Stent, director of the Center for Eurasian, Russian, and Eastern European Studies at Georgetown University. Good to have you both here. Hi. Good to be on the show. This meeting comes with President Putin in a tight spot. The war in Ukraine is grinding on, and it's unclear who has the upper hand right now. So, Angela, let's begin with you. What does Putin want from Kim in this meeting? Well, this is quite a reversal of fortune for Russia. You know, the great superpower is now more or less the supplicant uh, to one of the most isolated countries in the world. I think what Putin needs immediately uh, from Kim Jong-un is weapons, it's ammunition. But I think Putin is also elevating uh, North Korea's position and really changing, Russia's changing its policy toward North Korea because of the Ukraine war. And I think uh, Kim is the beneficiary of this. Jean, can you speak to that power shift, that reversal, and the opportunity that it presents for Kim and for North Korea? There isn't often a time when North Korea has something to offer anyone. So this is a perfect moment for Kim Jong-un to step in and say, look, I have something you need for a change. North Korea was a country that did invest in its conventional weaponry with Soviet support for decades. So they've got what Russia needs. And what North Korea needs, what Kim Jong-un needs, is a platform, a stage. He is coming out of four years of isolation. And so with this visit, there are, of course, those promises that he and Putin may make about their partnership. But he also gets this chance to send a message to his foes about the role that he can still play as a disruptor. And he'll have this incredibly valuable propaganda that he'll be able to take back home to the North Korean people. So it has the potential to change the narrative of North Korea as a purely isolated rogue state. And, and, and this is not the first time the two men have met. In 2019, Kim took a train to Vladivostok. And the two countries didn't reach any major agreements then. But, but what do we know about their ongoing relationship since then? So from the Russian point of view, you know, the relationship with North Korea really deteriorated after the collapse of the Soviet Union. But under Putin, gradually the relationship with North Korea has improved. Very recently, you had the Russian defense minister, Sergei Shoigu, going to North Korea, the first time a Russian defense minister had been there since the collapse of the Soviet Union, touring factories, admiring the munitions, the things that Russia needs to buy, participating in celebrations. So that was already a signal that things were really going to change. Jean, how far-fetched is it to imagine that this meeting could open the door to North Korea becoming part of an alliance that stands counter to NATO? I mean, whether you include Iran, whether you include China, is there a scenario in which North Korea starts to become, if not a full-fledged, at least sort of a, you know, a, a corollary to that alternative uh, grouping of countries? I think one thing that we have to confront 
is that even though North Korea has been in isolation over the past four years, they have been continuing to expand and build their nuclear program. And that does mean that they play, they're going to play a bigger role, despite the fact that it's a poor country, despite that it has very few friends. It has the potential and the power to play a role in changing the global order in terms of proliferation. Paradoxically, the Russia-Ukraine war has given a number of, I would say, middle-level countries, but also including even a country like North Korea, the opportunity to say, hey, here you have the great powers arrayed against each other, all this competition. We want to use this to kind of assert our importance regionally um, and to have more say in the global order. And, you know, we think about countries like Brazil or India, but even a country like North Korea now can be a more important regional player because of this war. And that's why I say Kim Jong-un also wants to insert himself as a disruptor. I mean, the Koreans have always seen themselves as what they say, a shrimp among whales, a tiny country that has always had to fend off these larger neighbors. And North Korea has really embraced this idea that in order to stay relevant, in order to survive... You have to be somewhat of a disruptor. They really embrace that. Unfortunately, we're starting to see how they've managed to use that to their advantage. That's Jean Lee, a former Pyongyang bureau chief at the Associated Press. She hosts a podcast called The Lazarus Heist about North Korea's cyber theft. And Angela Stent is director of the Center for Eurasian, Russian, and East European Studies at Georgetown University. Thank you both so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the State of Ukraine from NPR News. We'll see you again soon. Support for NPR and the following message come from Edward Jones. What is rich? Maybe it's less about reaching a magic number and more about discovering the magic in life. Edward Jones Financial Advisors are people you can count on for financial strategies that help support a life you love. Edward Jones, member SIPC. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Stearns & Foster. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted for irresistible comfort with indulgent memory foam and ultra-conforming IntelliCoils for your most comfortable sleep. Learn more at stearnsandfoster.com.